This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi to connect with other women who may need someone to talk to around everyday life issues and challenges, from managing career and household to inner productivity, relationships, and other hot topics. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi. Everybody, welcome to Samutsari Conversations with Mimi. This is your host, Mimi Laurelia, and you are in a podcast where we feature hot topics and topics of interest to both men and women alike. We also feature guests who share their passion and their commitment to their profession or talents. Here at Samutsari, we share stories to inspire you, stories from ordinary people who make extraordinary things. And today, I'm very, very lucky to have expert with me. I will consider this person an expert because the topic that we will be talking about is seemingly technical, but we'll try to break it down for you so you will understand what this concept is and how you can probably apply it in your everyday life. And if you know of um, people who may need this kind of support, our expert will uh, advise us on who can benefit from this program. But first, I would like to introduce to you Dr. Gilbert Azuela. Um, and uh, Dr. Azuela is passionate about the use of sensory-based interventions to assist people in managing a lot of their um, different aspects of their life. It could be mental uh, distress. It could be uh, anything else that um, has to do with his field, which is clinical sciences. So his research interest also includes um, outcome evaluation, talking and doing therapies. Maybe I'll ask him more about that later. He finished his PhD from the Auckland University of Technology in New Zealand, and he also has a bachelor's and master's degree background in occupational therapy. So I welcome Dr. Gilbert Azuela in my show. Hi, Gilbert. Oh, thank you so much, Mimi. And uh, first of all, I would like to say a big thanks for inviting me to talk about the topic that I'm really passionate yeah. So Gilbert, I don't know a lot of people who have this this area of expertise as you. So I feel more lucky to have you uh, spending a bit of time with me to explain this to our viewers. So our viewers are all over the globe. So it could be good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever they are. And some of them are listening by um, 
via podcast. Some of them are listening via YouTube. So I call them viewers, audience, listeners. I, I kind of mix and match them. And my goal about inviting you today is to speak about your work because it is aligned with mental health, addiction, disability, and many other areas. And my goal is to um, get the lay person to understand the, exactly the work that you do and to gain more understanding about this particular framework that you are um, espousing or that you advocate for and how it could potentially help them in their daily lives. But first, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background as an occupational therapist? What does, it, what does an occupational therapist do? And why did you get interested in this area in the first place? Okay. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mimi. Oh, well, I'm an occupational therapist trade. Um, I'm originally trained in the Philippines where I studied OT. Well, actually, I'm an occupational therapist by accident. So I didn't know occupational therapy at that time. So 20 years ago. So it just by an accident. My intention at that time was to take a physical therapy. But during that time, there was no space for, for additional students to be for physical therapy. So I ended up as an occupational therapy on that, um, on that college. And then later on, um, I started to like it, the, the profession. And from then on, I never leave occupational therapy. So just, just a little bit of background about, about how I end up to be an occupational therapist. So just for the benefit of people listening to us or viewing us. Occupational therapy is a, it's a branch of science uh, wherein we help people to engage to meaningful activities, you know, things that they enjoy. For example, uh, some people might have uh, problems with their mental health or their physical health or some physical issues, disability or impairments. Occupational therapy helped them to engage in those meaningful activities despite of difficulties. Mm -hmm. so, so in a nutshell, really, we, we kind of help and support people to achieve their maximum potential. It's very broad and it's quite uh, uh, varied because there's so many practices in that field. It can yeah. be in pediatrics. It could be in adult physical dysfunction, and my area is in mental health. Yeah, okay. So mental health is the area that I spent most of my years. So I've been practicing now for almost 20 years. Wow. And then I moved to New Zealand in uh, beginning or mid of 2006. And then luckily I landed a, you know, a job that I really like. Yeah. And then from then on, I carry on working and specializing in helping people to manage their distress and agitation yep. when people are feeling anxious. So I, I help them, you know, in yep. a very, a very supportive way. And one of the approaches that I use is the use of different sensory based approaches. Yes. So later on, we will talk about, you know, I know you have some few questions about sensory-based interventions. And, we, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try to put it in a layman's term so 
general people would understand it because yes. there's so many technical terminologies that we use but at the end of the day you know there's no point of using those technical terminologies if people won't be able to appreciate it mm. and apply it in life scenario yes that's good so i didn't really realize the extent of um the field of work in relation to mental health until i moved here to australia because the mental health is always at the front forefront of um you know uh, services that are available to members of the community so let's kind of jump straight into sensory-based intervention because it has something to do like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show with mental health exactly gilbert what is this sensory-based intervention and is it a simple thing to do? Is it a difficult thing to do? Is this a program or is this just a philosophy? So can you really tease it out for us? Okay, so so basically when we use, you know, when I deliver sensory-based approaches, we talk about the different senses of people, okay? So often we know the five basic senses so the sense of touch the sense of sight the yeah. sense of smell the sense of taste and the sense of hearing okay so those are the five basic senses and we also have additional senses that often that we don't you know uh we don't realize and that yeah. sense is the balance sense so we're in uh, it gives us ability to move around you know to walk right. or to do activity so our balances is inside our it's it's located in the ear mm -hmm. um, and that helps us to move around you know to move around against the gravity um, and the other one is the position sense of the body okay so that's another thing so whenever we move our hands or as we uh, bend our knees or bend our elbows we'll be able to tell that those extremities or those parts of the body are moving so it gives yeah. us an intel okay yeah. so those basically are the seven senses and we we use those different senses in order for us to uh, identify what is happening outside our environment and often because it's we already knew it from you know since the beginning you know mm. the moment we are born you know those different senses are existing but as we grow we tend to be unconscious about the ability or the importance of those senses in order for us to to understand what's happening in our environment mm -hmm. right and by maximizing or utilizing those senses it will help us to manage uh, how we feel how we react mm -hmm, and how we respond to those um, different things happening around us mm -hmm. so Gilbert this might be a stupid question but I'm gonna ask it anyway so what <laughs> okay. method, why was this method developed in the first place do we have a sensory disorder or a sensory problem that needs to be solved through intervention. That's why it's called uh, sensory intervention. And, and can you give us a, 
an example of what those sort of disorders are? Is it because when you talk about mental health, it's so general, but if it's not mental health, what other kind of disorders yeah. will it help address? Correct, yeah. Uh, well, if we talk about sensory processing, you know, every, every individual or, or every human being, we process sensory, sensory input, okay? So everyone has the ability to process that. Mm -hmm. But not everyone can be able to has the same capacity or capability to modulate or regulate those sensory input. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, uh, people are quite individual. Mm -hmm. They are quite unique. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone has their own preference. Yeah. To, to talk it really in layman's term, Mimi, uh, let's say, for example, you yourself, you have your own preference of food. You have mm. your own preference of, so when we talk about food, that refers to taste. Yes. Uh, we have our own preference of uh, scent. So that's the smell. And we have our own preference of, of pictures or visual, you know, that's the eyesight. And we have own preference of music. Mm -hmm. Different people have different types of music, okay? And when we move around, as we move around, right, we use our body, we have different preference as well. Some people move fast. Some people move, you know, a bit slowly. Yep. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that uh, tells us that every individual have their own preference, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say, for example, if you have a, if you choose a particular item, mm -hmm. let's say, for example, I'll ask you, Mimi, uh, among those senses that I mentioned, uh, which is your favorite? Ooh, let's say it's, taste, it's hard to say. The, the <laughs> it's hard to say. Oh, but but definitely, for example, I'm struggling at the moment to control my eating. So I think <laughs> we'll focus on my sense of taste. <laughs> I'm leaning towards heightened, um, you know, intake of food. So that maybe is a focus of my my uh, my my physical. Um, I don't know what do you call that. My my cravings is more to eat. So it's my taste. Okay, so maybe you have preference on taste, and then when you when you when you eat, okay, when you try food, how what are you you know how do you feel? What's your experience? See, yeah. that's the funny funny thing about food is I really like eating, especially now that I can cook the type of food that I really want to eat. So it's hard to control the portion of the food that I eat. And I, I tend to like overeat now. <laughs> so I feel happy when I eat. And that's the reason why I'm struggling a little bit to, to diet and, and exercise because of the satisfaction that I get from eating food. But at the same time, it makes me think that I don't need to exercise because I'm already full and happy. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it's, I think at the a, moment. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit complicated and tricky, really, when you talk about you know the food intake. But you know, yes. if we're going to focus on about how about our experience when we tried the food that we like, 
it gives happiness, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 like what your experience said that you feel happy. You feel and when you're happy, you're relaxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be a it could be a comfort thing for us to do. Uh, people tend to do uh, tend to do tend to eat more if they mm-hmm. want to relax because it has a very it's a multi sensory thing when we eat. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of the taste and then we smell it and there's yes. also a movement. So yeah. all those sensory experience it creates a very calming effect to people. They make them feel relaxed. They make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's the thing. If people wants to do that more more often, sometimes it it leads to a uh, some some not so good thing, you know. If so you, self regulation uh, is important. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's self regulation. Yeah, but it's yeah. a matter of identifying really a type of sense type of sensory item or sensory activity that will make you feel happy or has a positive effect to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one common example is, you know, music. Mm-hmm. Music is quite cultural. You know, uh, different people have different preferences in music. Uh we know that music impacts the muscle tone. You know, when you are feeling tense, you know, when you're starting to feel tense, calming music helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know by evidence and by science that music impacts the muscle tone. Mm-hmm. One classic example of this is, you know, some people go to the gym. Mm-hmm. What you would notice in the gym when do you do exercise? There's a background music, all those upbeat music, so to stimulate the mood and also to impact the muscles. So that effect has more on activation. You know, mm-hmm. it gives you know uh, to to encourage the people to move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. That's one example, and you would notice as well. When you go to a spa, mm-hmm, they're oh, using yes. calming music to relax yeah. because mm-hmm. that has an impact on your muscle tone. It depends on the type of music, you know. They're calming and they're also alerting music. Ah, okay. So maybe mm-hmm. subliminally we don't know these things, but there's a scientific reason or backing behind um, those background music in, in different contexts or scenarios. So Gilbert, let me jump into another question. Um, Is this a type of program where, or intervention where you need to regularly be in contact with a therapist or an expert like you? Or is this something that people can manage and do on their own? For example, okay, here's your plan. Here's what you need to do. Now off you go. Or is this like a series of sessions or a series of... um, Uh, of steps or lessons or modules that one has to go through in order to achieve whatever it is that they need to achieve or whatever specific goals that they have? Yeah. Um, Occupational therapist is the known expert in identifying sensory strategies. So if people have uh, difficulty managing their emotions or uh, some 
they want to learn strategies to calm themselves or to alert their senses uh, one way to one way of support is seeking for an occupational therapist they can help occupational therapists who practice in that field yeah um, I have this conversation with some some people that you know since we approach this, it's it's very natural mm -hmm. for people with with condition or have an illness uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, they may need professional support mm -hmm. to identify those sensory strategies mm -hmm. or what their preferences but for the general population uh, it can be identified and you can explore it on your own right mm -hmm. so the, so this sensory intervention is not like a fixed program it depends on how long it would probably take in order to support a certain individual it's not like cookie cutter okay when you finish it's done it's like phys ph physical therapy now it, it's different from one person to another sometimes it's a short session or maybe one or two or three and for some other people it can be a year-long or a lifelong pain management regime is that the, the sort of thing that we do for sensory-based intervention yeah it, it, it's very individualized you know some people can you know can identify immediately but as we as we discover ourselves we discover different tools mm. different strategies that can help us uh yeah like i said it's very individualized and and there's no specific uh treatment plan for an uh, individual okay. it yeah. should be as a person itself so you put that person at the center mm -hmm. identifying what are the sensory-based intervention that would help that person okay so gilbert at the moment we all know and everybody in the whole world um is suffering in one way or another with the effects of covid it could be a simple case of anxiety or it could be heightened fear of of you mm. know a lot of different things it could be getting sick because of covid the financial impact the loneliness because you have been constrained and restrained you, you couldn't get out uh, or, or maybe the the fear of not living tomorrow because of many other things um is this something that we can use to uh help us a little bit like is is there a practical application to what is happening to us at the moment oh yeah people you know especially this time of you know pandemic we we stay you know we experience the lockdown uh there's so many worries that we think and and there's so uncertain so many uncertainties and our and and all these things impacts our our mental health it's we we feel stress about it mm -hmm. yeah and sometimes it's become uh uncontrollable or mm. you know from mild to moderate to becoming a bit toxic stress that it's not quite good to our mental health and physical yes. health mm -hmm. so for for this one there's so many activities that that they could try like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now mm -hmm. 
the thing is trying the general principles of using sensory activities. So by identifying or trying different sensory activities, things that they need to remember that when doing a sensory activities, it has to affect whether it made them it will make them calm or it will make them alert. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I said a calming effect, a sensory activities that has a calming effect, these are helpful when people are feeling restless or overwhelmed or where they're starting to get agitated. So and then when I said about alerting effect, so these are helpful to people to, you know, if they have a low energy, being mm-hmm. flat or tired. Yeah. So they need that alerting type of sensory activities. So strategies that we could do is, you know, they really need just to explore what what they can identify within their environment. You know, I can talk about one example of uh, calming and alerting sensation, you know. Yes. Often is the, let's say, for example, the sense of touch, okay. Um, some people generally, they would really appreciate a warm bath mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, to improve relaxation and calmness. Let's say after a long day, you know, a calm ba- a warm bath or a warm shower that would give a really good calming effect to people. Mm-hmm. In contrast, in contrast, in general principle, you know, to improve that attention and energy, a cold water or a cold shower can give that effect. Mm-hmm. Mm. So those two simple things that they could do or could trial within their environment because warm bath and cold or warm shower and cold shower is readily available in our, you know, in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So we don't realize that some of these practical things um, make a huge difference in the way we we manage our emotions and our general well-being, including our mental health. So Gilbert, is this only available where you are? Is this method um, something something that people can access outside of New Zealand because you are you are in New Zealand? So how how do people who are interested in and learning more about this and maybe applying it in their life at the moment if they feel a bit imbalanced or a bit anxious? How can you advise them on how to access this information and resources? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm a person resource, so they can contact me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm happy to be contacted who's ever interested about to learn about this sensory-based intervention. So happy to share my... um, my details is there. You know, yeah. I'm publicly available through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. I, under my name. Yeah, you definitely. So when I, you Google Gilbert, um, for the benefit of the audience, if you Google Gilbert, he will be the first in your SEO in the in in the field of sensory um, based intervention. So I, I'm pretty sure they will not miss that. And it's good that you're making yourself um, available. Like I said, I'm very lucky that you are able to talk to me because I think people need to, um, you know, take more accountability to their general health and well-being. I, I think the normal, 
reaction of people as you know the flight and fright is that correct the flight and fright yeah. response we kind of kind of tend to like keep it to ourselves sometimes thinking that we're strong enough or we probably don't think there's a problem but there is but we're not open enough to acknowledge it and act upon it to help ourselves so i think what you're trying to explain to to us today and and me personally i'm beginning to realize that indeed we have to look after our ourselves and and even the simple things that you mentioned is already a lot of help don't you agree yeah i i agree because you know if we look in our culture mimi you know the filipino culture mm. we're still not quite open about our own mental health to talk about it in in public uh -huh. uh way back in the philippines are still uh we're still on the process of you know being about this practice of being open about our own mental health and right. even and and people back home they have a different connotation or different thinking when we talk about mental health but yeah. mental health really is just you know it's it's mental health it's similar with physical health uh uh, uh th th there's a th there's still a stigma about it but if people are starting to talk about it and be open about it you know it would be easy to 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 provide that support if needed as early you know it starts with a minimal stress and then it will build and build it will impact you know like i said you know um do it you know act act proactively yes that's and act nice early yeah. yes i agree and totally, early. Totally. that's early. why i really want to spread the word about this um sensory based intervention because i believe that it should be uh something people take advantage of whether or not they are aware that it is already there with them within them that they just need a little bit of help and guidance to you know implement those strategies and you you are one person who can definitely do that and gilbert we're almost running out of time but i want you to close the program by giving your final message or uh any any advice to our listeners viewers about uh the programs or any other general tips that you can provide uh regarding mental health and obviously about sensory-based intervention itself yeah well for people listening to your uh, to your podcast, Maria, I really like for you know my my words of you know my the words that I'd like to share is for us to maximize about our own senses mm -hmm. and you know don't forget don't forget those different senses that we have. Those are the th those are the tool that that already existed in our body uh, yes. it's just a matter of knowing what our preferences and what could help us uh, sometimes uh, we tend to forget things that are too obvious and we look because of too busy it's it's um things are getting complicated we forget the simplicity of life mm -hmm. That's and right. those basic calming and calming relaxing and alerting activities can be found within our own environment within reach it's just by learning about our own senses mm -hmm. 
And yeah. even talking to you is already giving me a calming effect. <laughs> <laughs> if you become a guest in my house for a week, I think life will be so much easier and life would be so much smoother. <laughs> because my kids always tell me, Mom, you're always highly strong. When can you just really calm down, de-stress, and relax, you know, chillax? <laughs> yes, and there's so many... Yeah, 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 so many strategies to calm our senses, and and it has a really it has a good effect not only for you as a person but also to the people around you. Yes, mm -hmm. wow, Gilbert! I think with the little time that we um have today, uh, talking about your work and talking about this very enlightening concept, um, and and lucky that I attended your first webinar. Otherwise, I would not have realized what this is all about. So this is like a follow-up learning opportunity for me. And I'm a lifelong learner. I always want to learn new things and learn from other people. And it keeps me really on my toes. Um, and I think I will try to read more about it and discover those calming strategies that I can implement for myself. So I really, really want to thank you for your time today, Gilbert. And it's really um, my, my deep, deep, um, gratitude to you and um, I really encourage the listeners um, in our program in our podcast to uh, consider uh, everything that Gilbert has shared with us and again his details are available in Instagram and Facebook and it, it, he's even on LinkedIn so there's no mistaking his availability again thank you Gilbert so I'll end the show now this is Mimi Laurelia saying that if you have stories or topics you wish to feature in, in our show, please email me at mimi at dinosocial.com. Akutsari is a member of the Gorilla Podcast Syndicate, and you can reach out to me as well if you want to get in touch with Gilbert. And thank you. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our channel. Gilbert, we'll wave goodbye to our viewers and listeners. Thank you very much for being with me, and I hope that you can come back another time. To continue our conversation. I will. Yeah, I'm open to that, Mimi. Okay, yeah. thank you, Gilbert. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out www.guerillapodcast.com.au or guerillapodcast.com.ph. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com
Dot com.